Hello, I'm Dawn Durham and welcome to Patent Pod. There are many roles individuals play in a school setting. Each one carries a heavy responsibility for ensuring the welfare of our students, physically, emotionally, and academically. A dynamic role in the school setting is that of a paraprofessional. In alignment with Pennsylvania's dedication to attracting, preparing, and retaining practitioners in education, specifically in special education, we are joined today by Christine Moon, educational consultant from Patton West, state lead for the APR pillar at the state level, Tammy Adams, special education supervisor for the West Allegheny School District, and Renee Patterson, a paraprofessional in West Allegheny School District. Thank you all so much for being with us on Patent Pod today. We're really excited to have this conversation with you. Christine, I want to start with you. As an educational consultant and a former special education supervisor, can you just help us clarify what is the role of a paraprofessional? What role do these individuals play in the classroom and in the school setting? Okay, sure, thank you. Uh, so a paraprofessional is an individual who supports a student or students under the supervision of an educator. Uh, for our purposes here today, we are speaking specifically to special education paraprofessionals. So in Pennsylvania, we categorize paraprofessionals into basically two types, an instructional paraprofessional and a personal care assistant or what some of us term a PCA. So an instructional paraprofessional uh, works under the guidance of both general and special educators, uh, and their goal is a supporting educational programming. Uh, paraprofessionals may also be called classroom aides, teacher assistants, instructional aides, sometimes even job coaches. Uh, you may find them serving the needs of an entire classroom, a few students, or one student, depending on the needs of those particular students. And then a personal care assistant is, uh, they provide one-on-one -on -one support. It's non-instructional in nature. And so the focus here would be on activities of say daily living, health, mm -hmm. behavior. Well, you know, when we think about the roles that these individuals play, you talked about there's kind of categories in which we can talk about a paraprofessional. You said instructional and then more of a personal care aid. And I just want to harp on that instructional role just for a minute here. When we think about, and you had said that, we, you know, these are termed different things, classroom aid, teacher helper, paraprofessional, whatever the term is that we're using. These are individuals that are truly dedicated to helping one student, a small group of students, or an entire classroom of students all around ensuring those educational opportunities are occurring. And then you had said a personal care aid is more of that one-on-one -on -one situation where we are aiding a child or a student, I should say, in um, some opportunities to for behavior, for um, personal care, things of that nature. And that kind of leads me to, Tammy, I'm gonna ask you to kind of join us in this conversation here. The role that an, a paraprofessional plays within that classroom, why is that so vital? Why is it so necessary to have these individuals in the classroom? If you can kind of speak to that a little bit. Sure, Don. Thank you. Um, our paraprofessionals, I'll speak on behalf of West Allegheny and then districts also that I've consulted with, um, they are truly skilled, essential team members. Um, when I look at whether, you know, our paraprofessionals are working with kindergarten through grade 12 children, um, they make classrooms more inclusive for the students. They make classrooms more accessible, um, more equitable. You know, when I think about the resources that the paras provide to support positive outcomes, I mean, it, it runs the gamut, right? When we look at specially designed instruction, it truly is the, the role of the paraprofessional that, as Christine also said, is providing whether it's a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, service, a small group, a whole group, you know, um, access. 
And when I think about the paraprofessional running through the district, you know, the various roles, the ultimate goal is that diploma, right? The ultimate goal is that is making that diploma so meaningful for the child upon graduation. And the paraprofessional is essential, essential in assisting the child in accessing their least restrictive environment, again, K through 12, and it looks so many varied ways, but to ensure that they are ready for post-secondary planning, competitive employment, independent living. Um, and without the paraprofessionals, I know many of our students and their families you know, would not have experienced the positive outcomes that they either have experienced or are experiencing. Um, and just an additional aside with that, we place a lot of responsibility on the para. Um, you know, we hold them, right, high expectations, accountability, and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't also mention the vitalness of the professional development that we provide. You know, many of my, our paras have attended the patent, you know, the patent resources, the different webinars. We provide professional development monthly that is just for the para. And when I look at the past four years, um, it's volunteer. Our paras do not get compensated to attend. It's after hours. And we always have 80 to 90% giving their time. Um, they actually design the professional development and it's based on, as you asked, Don, you know, that vital role. And then it's ever changing, especially with the pandemic, the roles, the responsibilities, the expectations have done a complete flip. So um, I would be, like I said, remiss without mentioning the PD that is so essential for them to receive to keep them right with that A game, making sure that we're ensuring, you know, the students' IEPs are followed. You know, I'm going to, you had talked about being an essential team member. And I think that you spoke so well to that in thinking about all the different roles that these individuals play and, and how essential and necessary they are to have in the classroom, not just for the, the instructional leader's position, but from the students, from the families and the caregivers of these individuals. And you had spoke, spoken to um, the dedication of those paraprofessionals in your district, and I'll say for um, all districts across the Commonwealth, you know, we really see the dedication to the school, to the students, to the community really coming out. And, and so I appreciate that you, you discussed that. You had also mentioned having these individuals in the classroom helps make that classroom more inclusive helps make that classroom more accessible and helps make that classroom more equitable. I mean, there are three big ideas that we really want to continue to encourage when we think about what role can I play? If I'm not a teacher, you know, what role can I play in education? My gosh, a paraprofessional. I'm kind of getting a little bit of goosebumps just <laughs> thinking about it. I have to be honest with you, getting a little bit of chills just thinking about how exciting it is to play that role in a school setting and be a part of being that inclusive, equitable, and accessible classroom. So thanks for kind of working us through that aspect. Renee, so this kind of leads us to, and, and Christine alluded to this a little bit, the dynamic role and that every day is very different for a paraprofessional. You are currently in the role as a paraprofessional. So walk us through the day in the life of Renee. What happens during your day? And I know well, everyone is different, but kind of give us an idea. All right, well, um, I just first wanna say that I've been with the district as a paraprofessional for 12 years. I spent the first 11 years in a life skills autistic support room. Currently, I'm in a third grade classroom where I follow the IEP of two mm -hmm. students. I help them reach their academic goals and collect data for the learning support teacher who I work closely with. In addition, I take them to a testing room where I give them their tests. I also assist them in keeping on task and organized throughout their day. I attend their specials with them and support them as needed. Because of our inclusion program, 
I had the opportunity to assist other students in the classroom with helping them stay organized and getting them packed up for the end of their day as well. I have to honestly say that I love my job. I feel that this is what I was meant to do with my life. It's the most rewarding job I've ever had, and I don't want to do anything else with my life. I'll be here until I'm forced out. <laughs> Renee, we're not going to force you out. No one's going to force you out. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> you know, you've spoken to so many aspects of, of a day. And again, I know a day in the life of is very different. Each day is different. But you talked mm -hmm. about you're supporting students with their academic goals. Yeah. But not only that, you're kind of coaching them throughout the day. Like, it's kind of like having a life coach right there to help us stay organized, stay on task, have those positive interactions with our peers and other adults. And you mentioned it. It was kind of a brief mention, but I want to bring it back because it's so important, that collaboration with the teachers. General oh. education, special education, more of like what we'll call like encore, special teachers, gym, music, art, things like that. All that collaboration really leads to such a team effort. And as Tammy had said, you truly are an essential member of this team. And how exciting. And I, I can kind of feel your passion for, for and the love for the role that you play. So I'm so happy that the school has you. Um, and thank you so much for the role that and the work that you do with the students. I do want to talk about these students that we're kind of referencing, right? We keep saying the students, the students. So Tammy, start us off on this conversation. When we think about who it is, the students, the individual students, the group of students that are being supported by paraprofessionals, who are these kids? Tell us a little bit about who they are and why they're benefiting, why these students are benefiting so much from this additional person in the classroom. Sure, absolutely. So when we look at the legality first, um, on paper, right, these students are the students who have qualified under Chapter 14. So they have qualified as having a disability and then also needing special education, specially designed instruction. So all of these students that we're referencing um, have individualized education plans. Many have positive behavior support plans. And within these legal official documents that team members, including parents, right, have agreed to, there are different accommodations, different modifications that the paraprofessional uh, you know, often serves in that role to implement, to adapt, to modify. Um, overarching, because obviously no two children are the same, so overarching, um, I believe that all of the children that are receiving such para supports, it does fall under the umbrella of providing them that access again to the general education curriculum, providing them access to opportunities, co-curricular, extracurricular opportunities, providing them opportunities to um, you know, compete competitively um, with employment. We have many paras, uh, middle and high, that are taking children into the community that are job shadowing, that are actually um, employed, competitively employed. So again, it runs the gamut of access to gen ed curriculum, co-curricular, extracurricular, and community opportunities. Um, again, that whole equitable, equitable participation, I think, is important to, to emphasize. And, the students, again, varied needs, right, that, that are determined by that IEP team. Um, they are afforded also various supplementary aids and services. Mm -hmm. um, I know Patton has an amazing toolkit that we've utilized in my district. And when you look at the supplementary aids and services, it can range as, as general as to, I think Renee spoke to, maybe helping with mm -hmm. packing up for the day or helping with note taking. But it might go to the full extension, right, full extension of truly modifying you know, and assisting maybe the learning support teacher with modifying curriculum or providing, you know, extensive accommodations or adaptations, again, to ensure that the child has access. Um, 
I think ultimately it's most important to reference, and Renee did a nice job with this. Yes, there are children who have those official IEPs, but similar with West Allegheny, and I know many districts across the Commonwealth, we're also assisting students who might not have those official plans, right? Because through MTSS, the multi-tiered system of support, we're trying to catch the kiddos early, you know, intervene based on data collection and data analysis. And, you know, as Renee spoke to, often our paras also have responsibility to assist those children prior to maybe an evaluation or prior to a special education determination, because if that's what they need, right, we're going to, we're going to provide that. You know, I'm glad you brought that back to the forefront, Tammy. When we think about, and Renee, and, and you spoke to this, and Tammy, you just shared, you know, students who have been identified as needing special education services, certainly getting the help from a paraprofessional in whatever capacity. Um, but as you had said, and as, as Renee had mentioned as well, it extends beyond just that one or small group of students. It's for anyone that's in the classroom or the school environment to assist and to help and to coach, to Renee's conversation earlier, to kind of coach them and assist them along. I think that really speaks to the wide range of need that we have in our school communities for paraprofessionals, because it's not just about a small group of students. It's really about all of our students, all of our learners in any grade level is what I'm hearing you saying, and to really assist and be a part of their academic growth and their journey to the diploma that we talked about earlier. Christine, if you want to add a couple of thoughts, because I know you've had a role as a special education supervisor, and then certainly in your work around attracting, preparing, and retaining special education providers in Pennsylvania, if you can kind of add a little bit about the students that are being serviced and the benefits that they're gaining from paraprofessionals. Sure, thank you. Uh, I, I would... I guess I'd like to start by saying that, uh, you know, as Tammy said, it's really critical that we understand that the decision to have someone work with a student, especially on that one-on-one, -on -one, uh, it's not arrived at lightly. And we look at a lot of factors there. Uh, we obviously want to pay particular attention to what the impact at the, a level of support would potentially have for a student. So we're absolutely looking at data. We're looking at those positive impacts as well as any potential negative impacts. That's you know, really essential that we do that. And our goal, anytime we do that, is to make certain that we're trying to titrate or lower those needs for those supports as a student uh, gets older or is able to navigate the system or the instruction or whatever you want to fill in that blank with, the behavior, um, the daily living skills, those types of things. So I'm going to speak in terms of general generalities here, which is sometimes difficult to do, uh, but a student who has needs to a level where without the supports of the paraprofessional, the IEP team would need to consider a more restrictive setting, that's the student who may potentially need the supports of a paraprofessional. Uh, if other less restrictive supports and services have already been trialed and uh, those have been done with fidelity and they haven't yielded progress, uh, then, then we would want to perhaps look at that type of support. What I cannot do is sit here and say that a student with autism or a student with blind visual impairment concerns or behavioral concerns always will have the support of a paraprofessional, as that simply is not true. And I think that's really important to know. Uh, you know, I used to have a paraprofessional that I worked with and, and she was phenomenal and her one concern 
one statement she always said to us and to the families that she would work with is, I'm always trying to work my way out of a job. Now, we were never going to not need her, but we would hope that that mm -hmm. student would need her less and less and less. So that that ultimately should always be our goal for any student we're working with. Yeah, you know, as you were talking, I was kind of jotting down, ultimately we're working towards independence. Yeah. And that's the role of a paraprofessional, helping these individuals, no matter the grade, no matter the age, reach that independent level. And I think that's such an important part to be thinking about. Always trying to work ourselves out of a job, really, right? right. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm listening and I'm excited and I'm, I'm really kind of getting a, a good grasp, I think, around the role of a paraprofessional. But I have to tell you, I want to go back to my goosebumps moments here. I want, I want some more of those opportunities. So, Renee, you're in the paraprofessional role. Do you have a, a personal story, perhaps from a student, a parent, a caregiver, another teacher, that kind of can help us understand the true impact that occurs when there's a paraprofessional in the classroom. Sure, thank you. Well, I have countless stories from over the years, but one that sticks out in my mind is with a student who was struggling with reading and with hard work and determination, this student increased her reading skills, test scores, and like came up to me and was so proud and so thankful for what she was able to do with, again, hard work mm -hmm. that she put forth. And, you know, I helped as well. But um, that's right there a big reason why I do this job. I mean, she was so proud and so happy. And just just see that it happens all the time in this field that I'm in. I, I love it. It's amazing. Well, you know, and going thinking about what you said earlier was there's nothing else you'd rather do that you kind of felt like this is what you're meant to do. I would imagine that when those little ones or older students come up to you and say, man, you should see what I just did. I did it. I did it with your help or with your guidance. I was able to do or reach this goal or what have you. And that would be very exciting to, to you know, maybe it doesn't happen every day, but it's certainly happening so frequently because of the role that you're playing as that coach, as that assistant, as that mentor, even at certain time, so I think that's lovely. Tammy, do you have some thoughts? I mean, I know you've been in at West Allegheny and, and other schools and working around the, the state as well. Other personal stories that you want to share around the impact paraprofessionals have? Sure, absolutely. Um, I'm on year 29, so I could probably speak for hours, <laughs> um, but I, I think I will select one that really does focus on having that diploma be as meaningful as ever. Mm. Um, there is a 22-year-old young man um, whom started in the district back in kindergarten. So, um, you know, a couple of decades almost ago. And when he began in kindergarten, um, he, he has autism. He was nonverbal. He also had um, need for ESL, English as a second language, because his native language was not English. So coming into the district at that time, he, through the IEP team decision, um, ended up, you know, reaping the benefit, right, of having a one-on-one -on -one and an amazing paraprofessional. Actually, Ms. Patterson spent some time with him back then also. Um, so this truly comes full circle. Yeah. <laughs> but this young man, as he went through elementary, um, you know, scaffolding, obviously removing, reducing at times some of the, the, the more intense need that he needed in kindergarten. Again, trying to encourage that independence. The parents were, were, you know, so appreciative and just avid team members every step of the way. The young man matriculated up to middle school where he became fully included in all gen ed classes. The para support started to fade a little more. 
Um, by the time the young man got to high school, um, there was a para, but there was a para more working with the program. So he was in autistic support, still getting some life skills intervention, and there was a para with the program. But again, so much independence. Um, and we have a cafe in our high school. He was delivering, you know, coffee every morning, um, very independent. You know, he was kind of leading that entire program. Um, in working with his family, we decided to uh, bank his diploma because we felt that, you know, extending his education to age 21 would maximize uh, his opportunity. He ended up going to um, the Parkway Career and Technical Center for Culinary Arts while he was still a West Allegheny employee. A para went with him the first couple of months um, just to make sure that that transition, because again, West Allegheny knew how to work with this young man, but ensuring that he felt safe and comfortable at, you know, the, the, um, Career and Technical Center was essential. Um, he ended up getting, you know, his certificate from Parkway. And then his last year and a half, as he was still a student at West Allegheny, we also supported his participation at CCAC, Community College of Allegheny County. Um, he was in their culinary arts program, and one of our paraprofessionals spent some time with him there, again, just easing with that transition. Um, well, he just graduated from CCAC in December, and we hired him in January as a West Allegheny Food Service employee. So when you talk about chills, Don, like I, I ah. think of his story and it truly full circle and from kindergarten through until receiving that CCAC associate's degree and becoming an employee of ours, um, there were probably a half dozen paraprofessionals that I know mom and dad would truly, and they have applauded and kudos over time because of the essential vital roles that they played and helping this young man kindergarten through. And now he's competitively employed and um, everyone knows him. So, you know, we walk into our high school cafeteria and his high fives and he's amazing. He's amazing. Oh, see, there's oh, a performance. You just did it for me, both of you. I loved it. I, I have to be honest, I got a little teary-eyed there. You know, coming full circle, when we think about the number of individuals, the number of paraprofessionals who recognized that this child was on such a strong path and needed that support, would fade the support away, help with the transitions. You know, and that's something we didn't even talk about with the transition actions right. that occur for students, whether it be from building to building, or as you had said, uh, building to more of a career and technical center and then into some employment opportunities. I mean, just wow, wow, right? I mean, talk about amazing. And, and Renee, to your point, you know, leaving work every day, and I know you're exhausted, it's, you know, and I, I, I get that, but to have that heart, that, that warm, fuzzy feeling every day because you know every time I'm in this building, every time I'm assisting a student or a group of students or I'm mentoring and coaching individuals in a classroom or collaborating with the team, the impact I'm making is truly amazing. So I think that's wonderful. You know, Christine, Tammy, and Renee, thank you so much for kind of having us um, and joining us on Patent Pod and having this conversation around this dynamic role of paraprofessionals and really helping us to see the impact these individuals make and, and how exciting it is to have these folks in our classrooms and in our larger communities as well. Thank you so much for being on Patent Pod. John, thank you so much. We've appreciated the opportunity. Thank you, John. Thank you. Please be sure to visit the APR repository to learn more about what Pennsylvania is doing to attract, prepare, and retain special education educators. Thank you to all of you in the field. We truly appreciate you and are inspired by all of your actions in the classrooms. A special thank you to John Ragsdale for producing this podcast. We'll see you next time on Patent Pod.